This is Michael, you're listening to Models of Masters, and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm breaking down personal stories, learned wisdom, and pieces of insight I hope can help you along your journey. Head over to my website, michaelbecker.org, for much more. And with that, let's get right into the show. Today's episode is a group discussion where I sat down with a few local entrepreneurs here in the Phoenix area. You're going to hear from myself moderating, plus Jesse Ray, founder of Growth House, which is a co-working space for local entrepreneurs. Drew Bailey, the founder of Empower Enlighten, a conscious networking retreat here in Arizona. Jaron Lodge, founder and CEO of Score and Hole, which is a pool slash beach game with distribution in five major retailers across the U.S. And Joe Sean Patterson, a freelance videographer here in the local area. We discussed a range of topics from work ethic, hustle culture, success mindset, biggest lies and illusions that we've succumbed to and overcome in our respective entrepreneurial careers, and a lot more. I hope you all enjoy this informal fireside chat style episode. Well, this is going to be super informal, but we're just, we're doing almost like a, a fireside chat. It feels like just kind of sitting down, doing a little, little powwow and rifting on you know, some, some subjects that are top of mind for, for all of us. We've got a lot of really smart, you know, young entrepreneurs here in the room. I mean, um, you guys just want to maybe introduce yourself quickly for, for the listening audience. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, my name is Drew. I'm a registered nurse and I also am co-founder of Empowered Lightning. Wow. Jesse Ray and I started the Growth House. I'm Michael. I am the host of the Models of Masters podcast and, uh, um, is a coach. My name is Gerald Lodge. I sold a sporting goods company, the backyard game called Scoring Hole. Kishan Patterson, JP Visuals, photos and videos for entrepreneurs and business. So. Now you're in front of the camera. In front of the camera. Yeah. First podcast. First podcast. Yeah. Awesome. First podcast. Yeah. This doesn't even really feel like a podcast. Oh, yeah. It's just a conversation. Yeah, it's yeah. a vibe, man. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like, at least for me and like young people in general, like, I'm seeing an interesting blending of like entertainment and education and now social media where it's like, I'll tap into like any, any good program. I don't really care what it is. Like I'm tapping into the full send podcast. I don't necessarily like vibe with every single thing or topic or guest, but I'm like, let me see what, let me see what they're talking about. And I'll tap into Joe Rogan or I'll tap into my business podcast. Just always, everybody's always consuming content. What made you want to start your podcast? Just, it's all about media. Yeah. All about media, content, and building your personal brand. Personal mm-hmm. brand, dude, you're all over that right now. I'm working on it, man. It's good to have Joe Sean literally coming over almost every day. Yeah. So we kind of have a co-working area here in the, in the growth house. So Drew was working here, Joe Sean. Jaren's over at GH1, comes over here occasionally. So it's a fun environment. Yeah. Very, very fun. Good, good community and personal brand's important. So definitely pushing yeah. that out and going towards it. So. What have you seen? Because I know you work with a lot of, you know, business coaches and doing BSLs. Right. No, I think I think he, I like what he said about kind of like a, a mixture of entertainment and like education because you can get kind of like, you don't want to be too one way on just doing uh, just education and your page is just kind of like, oh, uh, like, like education is good, but you want to be interesting. Low like, drive. You want to be entertained, especially like on Instagram. People scrolling on Instagram, they want kind of like that quick, that quick second of entertainment. So, um, but also being able to provide value to your to your audience in a way where 
you know, they are like, oh, they can really resonate with what you're saying or they can learn. Um, so that's what I like. Just personally, when I'm scrolling, like, I'm like following Joe Rogan's or Jesse, my man, putting out the value in his podcast. So, yeah, um, yeah I just really resonate with that. So that's what I love to do. That's, that's what, what kind of fuels me in my work is being able to produce that value mm-hmm. and knowing, like, where it's going to go. Because uh, I know, like, really, like, that one post maybe could change someone's whole life and whole perspective. Mm-hmm. Knowing, like, oh, someone's on this wavelength, like, oh, that's cool. Like, maybe I can think this way, too, and better myself. Yeah, so the yeah. so yeah. you've had a bonus and access to some different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. You leaving or are you coming? <laughs> <laughs> you have the backpack on, so I was curious. Yeah, I'm going to But yeah, like for I'm trying to create content right now with Simon every morning. We're waking up, we have a specific time at like seven AM that we're trying to create some content. I got a nice backyard with a swimming pool, so it's like might as well take advantage of that. We're trying to pump out some content and uh, for some products like mine it's easy to kind of make some entertainment content and then for Jesse's you know it's easy to make educational content the hard part is trying to mix those two and like really get those you know going to creating multiple can you explain products. your product yes. because it's oh, yeah. so dope <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about but I want you to explain what yeah. your product is and like your product is is different than a purely like online service based company which is where I'm my whole head is focused so like it's a consumer product you're in big box retailers across the country i'm interested like what do you what do people want to see to get excited about grabbing something like that yeah yeah i mean um, just being different is a big thing like what retailers look for in the stores is they want something that's different it's good brands recognition um so just i mean that was the that was the big thing that helped me get into stores is just having a different game. Mm-hmm. So my game, um, for those of you that don't know what it is, it's a uh, cornhole meets skipping stones for like the swimming pool. Um, and then now we have some land game modes as well. So the targets float on the water, but then you can also use them on land. And um, we have golf meets cornhole, ski ball meets cornhole, just regular cornhole. And we have so many other game modes that we're launching here soon that I'm excited about. But when we're done, it'll probably be like a 10 to 20, <laughs> 10 to 20 different game mode, uh, all in one game set. So that's going to be pretty cool. Um, and it just saves people so much money because they don't have to buy separate games for all these different game, like for all these different games. You can just buy one game set and then you just buy the add-on. Say you want to add on another game mode, then you just spend like, you know, maybe some, in most cases, like around 10 to $20 for an extra game mode. You don't have to buy a whole new system or game, which gets expensive. Um, so it's super durable and you can use it indoor, outdoor, land, water. It comes with the flotation, so you don't have to like buy a whole new set. There's so many games out there. Um, you have to buy a whole new set for a water version or a land version. Um, and those are two game modes, you know, so it's like, how can we create a game that can, you know, incorporate so many different game modes to keep people, you know, entertained and, you know, after a while, you know, one game over and over again might not be very, you know, fun. <laughs> it's hard to hold people with that. So having those different options is great, especially when you have different kind of people there too, like different ages um, and different skill levels and stuff. So it really helps to meet the needs of everyone at the party. Yeah, love it. Cool. Yeah. Talk about where you're at right now. So you literally just got into Dick's Big Five, all these big time retailers. Yeah, so we're in 400 retail stores right now. Um, we're at Dick's Sporting Goods, Big Five, Shields. And we just sold out on like Amazon and on our website. So the only place you can get the game now is at Dick's Sporting Goods and Big Five. Um, so I'm now I'm in the process of you know getting more cash so I can continue to buy more inventory and stuff. Mm-hmm. So 
but yeah, I mean, branding is huge. So it's like, how can I make reels? How can I make TikToks and stuff to yeah. drive people to Dick Sporting Goods, Big Five? Because those are the places we really want to see, uh, you know, sell through rates. So, where where are you guys seeing attention, or where are you where are you going to capture attention of your target audience? And it's it's an interesting topic, I think, too, because we all operate in slightly different arenas. You're you know, physical goods. I'm targeting, you know, people that are looking for help with their business or building their personal brand. You're targeting people to come and be a part of the different projects, you know, you're putting on here in person. Likewise with you putting together events. So where are you guys looking for and finding your audience to capture their attention? Definitely we utilize a lot of Instagram. We do um a lot of big content and like the personal branding is just so big because we also want to build like an event and create an event and it's more we like to say it's more than just an event it's an experience we want to be able to provide something that people will continue to want to come back to we want to really grow and nourish a community and a big part of that is learning how to do that via social media okay. and so a lot of like my friends that i've met i've a lot of them i met through jesse but then a lot more of them i've met through through instagram and social media and where to find those people is within those local areas and i've also just connected with people at coffee shops i'm just a very social person so very very broad areas but then it all it all really they all we all really connect on instagram or social media are you doing like organic on instagram are you reaching out to people are people reaching out to you yeah so ads? we really value very attractive content like very magnetic content that is going to highlight the offers and the benefits of what we have within our community but then also targeting people that we would honestly think that would be a great fit to come to one of our events or experiences. Okay. So I guess I kind of like the magnetic words that you can use to really speak directly to those people that would be very, very interested in coming to an experience is a big part of that. Nice. Um, I'm thinking so much of what I'm thinking about, like uh, I'm thinking about attention arbitrage, which is something that, that Gary V talks about, but I've honestly learned so much like just listening to to a lot a lot of what these these accomplished business mentors of, of mine and, um, like what they're what they're talking about but i'm think one thing i'm thinking about a lot is video i mean um obviously turning the show into a video based podcast um i think that's where attention is going whether youtube uh reels um, youtube shorts and even new platforms like I'm thinking about rumble bit shoot like what's the next thing that's what i'm always thinking about so video um I mean, you have Instagram, you have TikTok, but it's just, they're so saturated right now. I mean, Facebook Reels, Facebook Reels just started really getting big as well. Interesting. And they're pushing that out, yeah. Facebook Reels. Are you syncing your Instagram or your TikTok with Facebook, or are you putting out native Reels on Facebook? Native Reels. So I would do like saving it and then also uploading that same video with certain text onto Facebook. Got it. Right now. Do you have a personal page or do you have a group? We uh, we do have a group. Um, I mainly so I use my personal page to funnel that into my group. Cool. Um, but then yeah, like there's a whole separate reels tab on Facebook that you can really scroll through reels on Facebook. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I know. It's it maybe there's an update. Like I just saw it like within the last couple of weeks. But they're like in the whole like well as I'm scrolling through Facebook, which I usually don't do that much, but I was like, hey, let me just pop in real quick. Mm -hmm. um, there's reels that are coming up as well. So. 
good thing. Yeah, so it's, it's a, a new thing. But they do say you make an Instagram reel automatically goes to Facebook. Yes, and it goes to so actually so it does but it goes as like a separate page it doesn't go underneath my profile and i think that just is because my i have a business page and that right. goes with the business page and not my personal profile mm -hmm. so i just sync it up where i just save it upload right. it from my personal profile just separately yeah drew can you tell me a little bit more about your your business and your event that's coming up and kind of your work and dive into that a little bit because i know a little bit about it and it's just very interesting on the servant aspect but yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, we are really, really like, this is just my, I, the entrepreneurship, sorry, this is going to be a long answer to what you, what you got trying to condense this down, but I really love businesses because it's like, I want to put my soul, like who I am, the essence of who I want to be, what I want to bring out to the world into something that can really help people, but then also can help me with that energetic exchange with building money, making connections. So this is what I have empowered light and as like it's, it's an extension of my soul. And I started off within like the coaching industry. I was doing like mindset coaching, spiritual coaching, holistic coaching. And then I was like, hi, it is a very digital environment, but I'm a very hands-on people person. Like I love to read people's energies. I can, I just love to be in person. Yeah. And so I held my first event in April and it was just like it, a lot of like hard work and tears like went into it. It was like a big, bigger event. And then I was just sold. I was like, this is, this is my thing. I want to do this. This is something that I could picture doing the rest of my life. And that's when I was like, yep, this is my thing. I found it. And so, um, pulling that in and, uh, especially just where with kind of the past that I've had to reconcile with from within myself. I had to do a lot of healing based on just like past uh, past things and circumstances that I had gotten myself into. And bottom line, long story short, I just didn't have any connection with myself. And I just know that there's a lot of women and men, but primarily a lot of women were in that same situation. And so if I would have had that strong support system of not only men, I had amazing men in my life, but just the women community aspect, I would have, I know that I would have gotten so much better and I wouldn't have been in the same circumstances that I was in. And so I knew that creating deeper relationships with other women is something that's needed, but then also facilitating the connection deep down from internally. Like, so we also, like we say, like we, we foster these experiences to help women create deeper relationships with others, but then also with themselves through health, fitness, movement, yoga, meditation, and really help them grow into everything that they're meant to be. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, so you're coaching while doing like yoga and meditation, all this other cool stuff. That's awesome. That's really, I like that. Because like typically you go to like a yoga class or something and they're just like teaching you how to do yoga and stuff. But it's cool. Like once they know how to do yoga and stuff, it's like, all right, let's like talk through like what's going on. We, yes. And that's something that we love to do is like taking it deep because I love deeper really deep conversations because it opens up that container of transformation and when you have people that can be vulnerable that can expose and be that mirror for yourself so you can really see into that like subconscious mind like why are you working the way you do i mean we've had people women that have like been like broken down and cried but then realized and come through that big breakthrough that's just like seeing that and being able to hold somebody in that space is just yeah i like how you said like you took time to kind of like reevaluate yourself and I think that's kind of important as entrepreneurs, being, being like, oh man, like, am I about to hit a wall? 
But, you know, we're all, like, going to hit that wall eventually. Like, that's what we do because we're just going to keep pushing ourselves. Um, How we recover from hitting that wall. Right. It sounds like that's a great solution. Right. For me, I took a year off of doing anything business or video, photo-related, anything creatively because I hit that wall. I completely burned out. This was back in 2020. And I was just really focusing on this one company. And I just couldn't do it anymore. I was like, I'm done. And I took a year. Um, to really kind of self-reflect on myself. I'm like, man, why was I really doing this? Like, what was my purpose? And my purpose was to really kind of like feel like I was one, trying to prove something to others, which ends up failing, maybe trying to prove something to uh, my family as well. And then, but it wasn't just, it wasn't in a place of servitude. So I, I realized that now it's like, okay, like I, I love doing videos. I, I, you know, if someone wants to pick me up, do something. Um, but trying to align myself with people who, um, are trying to bring service to the world and trying to position myself to where um, my work is, um, you know, received to help someone in some way. That's what I'm trying to like really align myself with. So yeah, and he just made a fire video for me. We're doing some events as well, so um, we just uh, made this inflatable swimming pool. Not you don't swim in it, but an inflatable pool um, that we take to ASU tailgates and other events and stuff, and we just get the stones in it, but. Um, yeah, Deshaun came in clutch and made us a sick video, and now we can use that to get some more events and stuff. So, just like things like that, Chris. Yeah, ton of yeah. value. It's all about personal branding, too. Right. So yeah. like, content was the foundation of everything. It seems like I'm always creating content. I'm always like, okay, what can I bring out that's a collabs are right. big. Yeah, how did you get into all the collabs that you've been able to get into? I've just always had a passion for connecting with people, much like yourself. I mean, uh, I studied journalism in college, so. I always thought I would be uh, like interviewing people and telling stories, which it's kind of ironic. I just circled that. <laughs> circle that, but um, that is my passion. Just like building my own platform, but also simultaneously giving others uh, a chance and a place to share their insights and their stories too. Um, but I guess going back to the networking thing, like, can you talk about how that plays into your what you've done so far with Birth House, but also um, how that ties into your vision going forward and your business model? Yeah, I mean, I'll ask you guys, how do we connect? And I think that's kind of the evidence and the story of the networking piece. So, how do we connect Growth House? <laughs> I guess growth before Growth House. Yeah, yeah, that's no, funny. I'll definitely say, like, Jesse is literally the first person I met at Cuba, Arizona. Like, so, it was crazy. My friend from uh, Miami came in, she said, hey, let's go out. So, they went out, and I met Jesse, and I was like, oh, great. And then, like, kept in touch, and he's like, I want to connect you out with some people here. And so, really... The connection to me is everything. And like, if I would have met Jesse, I would not have been here right now, like starting my business and, you know, really being able to discover who I truly am when it comes to building my business. And so that connection really, really helped me in my life tremendously. Yes. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Seriously, I was thinking, like, wow, Jesse literally, like, I mean, that one person can just change your life. There's a balloon effect to yeah, network. Is. You meet one person and then you meet five people from them and then 25 yeah. people from them. Yeah. So and that's what fulfills me. Like I'm just someone that literally gets fulfillment from, oh, I know someone that'd be good for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you and Nick, man. I thought you guys were going to hand it off. You need me, him, him, and him. He's going to help you do this. You need me, oh, I got this guy. I just met him. I'm like, I got you, bro. Two days ago. One day That's just like, if, you, if the vibe is there, like, it's amazing. Like, it's just great. It's great to see that and, you know, like, your story, Drew, we literally got plugged into like a girls' night that we had at the growth house. And now one of those girls, B, is your co-founder of your company. Um, you guys are business partners. Like it's a beautiful thing. And then now you guys are creating an environment to help other women 
it's just like, see that it's so cool. Yeah. I love yeah. to see it. How do we connect as well? We connected through my man David. That's right. On his shoots. So I'm working with David, and you come through um, with the studio that we're working at. And uh, the interesting thing about Jesse is I've worked with entrepreneurs, and he just came with this vibe of just like straight up positive. I'm like, ah, I see how long that lasts. <laughs> but like, you know, like some people just like, you know, I've seen people put up fronts, and but when I started coming here and started working with them, it was that everything thing. Like this guy just has like a great vibe to him, very yeah. authentic, very so. Uh, yes. This is very what's up. So very appreciate glad you. I'm working here. And appreciate <laughs> this man right here. So Love yeah, it. that's how kind of got connected. I think just like a big takeaway, just for you know, like that I'm feeling and that I think everybody listening should heed is. Um, like I'm, I'm not naturally an extrovert, so I've had to push myself through uncomfortable barriers to, especially now being new to new to Arizona. And, but like, you have to realize in this day and age, especially if you're entrepreneurial and trying to build something online, you can't meet everyone. There's no way you can meet everyone, but you're not going to go very far if you meet no one and if you don't put yourself out there and create at least a couple of connections, whether in person or online. Like it's so critical. Business growth, networking. You know, friendships, it's important. So true. I mean, think about the journey as like an entrepreneur. You think different than 99% of the people like out there. Yeah. Yeah. You're already an outcast. Yeah. Like not in a bad way. You're just different. You're thinking on a different level. And I have six, and this is why I created Growth House, was I spent six years in an environment and association that wasn't growth-minded, wasn't entrepreneurs, love them to death. They're my day ones and my friends, but I wanted to get to that next level. So what I do? I literally read a tweet that said, move out of your hometown in your 20s. And so I'm like, all right, I'll like that. Um, you know, always listen to the tweets out there. Yeah. <laughs> but that would hit me. I was like, you know what? I've heard other people say this, and I want to give this a try. And so I moved out to Arizona within six months of putting myself around the right association, the right environment. I was able to then build confidence to then start my own business. Right. So it's so important, that environment, that association. And, you know, that's what we create here at the growth house is that environment that association that will accelerate your growth. You surrounded by positivity, like Joe Strong just said, guess what? You're gonna be positive, or you're gonna wanna leave. And that's what we want. We don't want people who are negative. We attract, you know, we're attracting like our tribe. I think you've said this multiple times. And that's like the power of, you know, putting yourself out there, but also creating that community. And you need a community, because like I said, it's a, it's a lonely journey if you try to do it by yourself. Yes. Right. Like I've had nights where I'm like, man, this sucks. I was talking about this on the last podcast where literally I'm just in tears in my little studio back in Portland. Is it even worth it? Like, for sure. No one else thinks like me. But now I move here and there's some other people that think like me. I'm in that community. Now, I, if I'm going through something tough, I'm like, Jaren, bro, this is what I'm going through. And guess what? He's not going to be like, oh, feel bad for me. He's going to be like, nah, get your ass up. Let's go. He's going to pump me up with some positivity. Same with Joe Sean. Let's get some push-ups. Let's get your mind right. And that's the beauty of having that community. It's so important. Yeah, hold you accountable. I always like to think in analogies. and It's like, building a business, growing a garden, doing a workout. It's like you have to create the right conditions in order to be successful. Like if you're going to, let's say you you know, want to lose 100 pounds, you're, you're not going to be as successful if you're going out and trying to lose 100 pounds if you're surrounded by high sugary drinks, donuts, uh, you know, cookies, chips, and chips, whatever. I know, hey, it all sounds good. It's clean it's clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Honestly, you have to create yeah. the conditions. Cleanse you your environment. Yeah. Cleanse your environment. That's the same thing about building a business and making those connections. You have to create the right conditions. So, I mean, I'll ask you guys, what are those conditions 
in order to be a successful entrepreneur? We already touched on like, the community aspect, but what are all those other conditions? I'm going to jump in on that real quick because we actually share an interesting parallel. Um, I had a really powerful spiritual awakening back in 2018. And um, I started a brand off the back of that called New Earth Knowledge. Um, sure, some listeners have, have heard of it or follow. Um, and uh, just recently, um, I was contacted by someone who was interested in purchasing the domain. And uh, the reason that I bring that up, like this is unfolding as we speak, so it's I'm still trying to iron iron out all the details. Um, but the point being is, when I started that, it wasn't with the intention of necessarily doing anything big or making money or anything it was just from a place of like pure passion and love and i felt this overwhelming desire to create and to put out knowledge about this niche subject that not a lot of people were talking about mm -hmm. to serve to serve an undervalued and underappreciated audience yeah. that i felt like needed something that i was in a position to provide so just playing with your passion is like the biggest thing yeah. for me for me, it's like rather to just like being grateful mm -hmm. to be you know, mm -hmm. here, to be alive, to be able to go, but just gotta be grateful. Like, and with that, like, it helps you be so much more motivated and just want to grind and make the most out of the life that we're given, you know? So it's like, that's my big thing. It's just like, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to wake up every day. Like, let's get it. Let's make the most out of it. Let's ring the rags. So. <laughs> I love that. That's something I've never seen you like sad or mad or anything but positive. So wow. that's real. For me, I would say kind of piggybacking off grateful is just like getting out of that environment of just kind of like, um, I don't want to do it. Or I think it's just like starting something like do start small. If it's like, you know, whatever you want to do, maybe, maybe do it big, but just take action. You have to take some type of action towards it. And then um, build momentum with action, and then totally. you'll see this kind of snowball get bigger with opportunities. Yes. So, exactly. yeah. That's really important. Yeah, taking that action, because a lot of people have what is called analysis by paralysis. Mm -hmm. I got to get it perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, it's never going to be the perfect time. Just go do it and then tweak it and pivot along the way. That's how you learn. You yeah. can just, just throw yourself out there and just learn from all the mistakes and everything that you make. That's the most valuable thing you can do, but just fail, play small, I guess. So test test at a small level so that you can like recover and then learn your next mistake. <laughs> but that way you can really like hone in on what actually works, get product market fit, and then grow from there. It's good to fail, right? Yep. Who doesn't fail? You got it. It's part of the process. It's successful. I think it was in, uh, I was on a couple sessions in Y Combinator School, which is like a, you guys probably heard of it, it's Accelerator. And they were like, fail fast. Yeah. Like, yeah. just keep failing fast until you, you figure it out. <laughs> keep pivoting. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Something interesting I never really thought about until this year. I started yeah. with clay skipping stones, then we went to fish food skipping stones, and now it's like, a, then we went to the event rental, like, portable pool thing, and now it's a pool game, and now it's a golf game, and now it's all those different things. So just like, you gotta keep evolving, or else, you know, someone's gonna, you know, you know, come up right behind you and just catch you or something. So if you stay, if you get complacent, you stand still, then it's like, and you're gonna, you know, just like if you find success too, it's like you gotta keep moving. You can't just, yeah. can't just sit there and hope that everything's gonna be great. And just stick with that one product. You gotta keep evolving, create more products, create more value for your customers. Yeah, let it's me a continuous process. Let me ask you a question from that, just uh, on cutting losses, because like there's been three or four projects that I've taken on in the last two years that didn't take off how I thought, and I had to cut them. And a lot, like I've lost, I've invested, I've learned through. A lot of money in these projects but the learnings have been great but like with your business what are some lessons or examples of where you had to cut 
Yeah. Well, my goal was to save up like 25k by the time I was 18. I did that, and I was like, "All right, so if I throw money at this business, it'll grow faster." (laughs) But so I started like getting a bunch of presses to like manufacture my own fish food skipping stones and stuff. But then once you realize that hey, people are way more interested, and like you do a pop up shop, and you're like, "Wow, okay, these events, I learned a lot about what people actually want." And it's like they're way more interested in the pool game than they are like the fish food skipping stones. But I just invested into like a you know. $700 $700 mixer and all these presses and stuff and but you just gotta listen to your customers and you gotta like take as much as you can from it so like I with the fish food skipping stones like for example I was working really hard to perfect the perfect skipping stone design luckily I could still use that and I could still take what I was working on there and I still stuck with my goal of like making the resources more available and convenient because I really believed that that was the issue because I, I knew a lot of people had skipped stones before and it was like a worldwide thing so it's like how do i provide those resources so you stay true to your core belief and your 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 core goal and even though you might stumble along the way your overall goal should never be kind of a failure you know it's like what did you what did you, what's the overall goal and then yeah you may have a couple stumbles and stuff but take as much as you can from that and continue to use that through your growth and stuff so, so detachment tactics remain married to your values yeah mm-hmm. yes yep exactly we just think about because I have a lot of people ask me like, Jesse, I'm in like a, a slump right now. I'm in a lull. Like, how do I find some extra motivation? How do I know what to start? What do you guys uh, have? You guys been there? What's the experience been to get out of that? Be around other successful people, and um, I, I what I did to get motivation is I watched like YouTubers or not YouTubers, but like kids that made a ton of money. And I was like, how did they make a lot of money? <laughs> but it was like motivating just to see that every day, just a YouTube video of another kid starting a business, like making a ton of money. These were like 10 year olds doing it. But that's what motivates me. Yeah. You can see yourself like, all right, they can do it. Like, can do it. <laughs> yeah, Sometimes even you see that. 100%. I'll definitely use that same strategy. What about you, man? I think it's like something that I've kind of like experience not too long ago first importantly you need to know your why if you really want to do it you know why you want to do it and there's i kind of been coming at this viewpoint of you are going to suffer like no matter what so you can either suffer in a way that you're going to suffer to you know better yourself you know like you don't want to do it like it's it's going to be it as a form of suffering to get up every day and do the things that you don't want to do or you can sit around and you know waste time which is even going to be you probably were suffering, but, you know, how am I going to, um, you know, suffer? Am I going to do things I don't want to do, but it's going to end up bettering yourself. But really knowing that why of, you know, what's your reason for, for doing what you want to do? That's so true. That's such a good way to look at it, too. Because, like, when I'm sitting, like, not doing anything, like, if I get sucked into TikTok or something, I'm like, that hurts me more than just the actual work. Like, I'm going to beat myself up. I'm going to be like, what the heck? Was I on TikTok for this long? And I was like, so much time just went by, and I'm not going to get that time back. So it's like, your time is your most valuable resource. And trust me, you're going to beat yourself up if you look at yourself, like, 10 years down the road, and you're like, God, I should have just spent way more time just grinding and just, even if even if it didn't work, at least I tried, you know? So it's like, yeah. I have a little bit of a different spin on this because whenever, of course, I'm a human being, I always go through those lapses of, oh my gosh, I don't want to do anything today. But then also those times where I'm like, you know, let's get some stuff done. And something that I've started to adopt, which just really worked well for me, is I heard on a podcast or something where it's like motivation and seeking something externally for motivation is just a temporary fix. But it's that intrinsic drive, that deeper connection to your why that's going to keep you going. And so whenever I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not feeling motivated. It's like, it's just you fall out of alignment with 
that connection, that deeper connection that you have with your purpose and your mission. And so I give myself the space to be like, okay, I'm burnt out. Maybe I've been working a little too hard. Maybe I was, you know, too much in just that hustle mindset and I need more time for that alignment. So I'm like, okay, well, where, what, which one is this? And then I take some time for myself because I believe that everybody needs to recalibrate, realign. And that's why I like to use meditation and yoga and journaling and just that deeper self-care times. But then also using that time to realign with that deeper why that purpose yeah. that passion and then it's like it's like a it's like a what's it like a bow and arrow it's yeah. like you're you know you're some, it's like sometimes you sling the arrow mm. and then it's like it's, it's it's gone and then you have to take that time and pull that arrow back and then you can release it again and so i like to speak in analogies a lot but mm. taking that time for yourself when you feel unmotivated it's like great like this is a blessing in disguise this is god I, I'm whatever you choose to believe in God universe whatever is telling you take that time for yourself in order to really come back realign with that mission so that you can keep on delivering a lot of value to people amen I, I posted about this recently but I think like one perspective shift that I've tried to adopt around this is you know you have your your angle you have your north star of where you believe you would like to be at this moment and once you said that once you know what that is set it aside and detach from it. And I think one mistake that I made early on is like, I heard about all these people doing like 50K months and 100K months and I was like, all right, gotta be there in 90 days, how do I do it? Whereas that is very distracting and unproductive at the end of the day because there are so many micro steps between where you are and hitting your end goal that if all you're thinking about is the end goal, you're trying to cross a chasm that is way too wide to jump you're stressing yourself, you're out. Stressing yourself yeah. out you're looking at what other people are doing you're out you're in your head so i'm just like what are the little things that i can show up for each day and make success depend upon upon showing up for those things and that's it that's all that matters nothing else matters i don't make one sale okay like let me let me show up to yeah. do these little things all over the actions will be true yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the process have fun don't yeah. try to rush through it because if you rush through it then you make a lot more expensive mistakes. So to yeah, it's costing you more money and it sets you back even further. So enjoy the process, learn from it, have fun. And uh, yeah. It's Here's the craziest thing. Like when people quote unquote make it, whatever you know you want to say is making it financially success wise, every single one of them is like, man, one of the most fun part was the grind. Was <laughs> right, like right. us literally here in a living room doing a podcast. Yeah. Remember doing that? Remember staying up all night last night, Jaren, and working on your business? Like like you're never gonna get that sense of like zero to where you're gonna get. Like this is like the most fun part. Yes, it's it the journey, the rush. Like following up with the journey, the process. Like you were talking about, it's amazing. Just like hearing all these, you know, big time business coaches, whatever, you, whatever you follow. They're like, man, the come up was the best part. And we're just like, no, skip the come up. We want to have the end result. No, take a step back, enjoy this process. That's why I have to remind myself a lot because I'm always thinking in the future, what can be bigger, what can be next? Because right. is the end result ever really enough? No, because then it's got another end result. Right. Yeah. You always want to want to, you know, keep pushing forward. Right. When I burnt out, I I was just like, duh, 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 like I gotta get, I gotta get there, whatever there is. <laughs> and then I look back at my whole experience, learning so much about videography, building so much relationships. I'm like, what just happened? I just feel like. Like mm. this, like weird. It's just like man, it's, I wasn't living in that moment. Yeah. So like this right here, living in the moment, taking those steps every day, enjoying the process. Exactly. So true. And tying back into what you guys are saying, <clears throat> have that deeper why. That's so true. And what, what took me even further was having that why that wasn't just myself. It was that why that includes other people. That's when I was like, all right, maybe I can slack off today for myself. But if I know Jaron, Joshan, 
Drew, you know, all these people are expecting Growth House to do these things. And I want to host these events and people are counting now on the Growth House to do this thing. I can't like, you know, settle. I can't be content. I can't really have an off day. And that's another like driving force for me. It's like, now I got a community. Now I got people who count on me. Not to mention even, you know, my parents, I want to retire them, you know? It's yeah. like, now it's way bigger than yourself. And that's when it gets real. That's powerful. So, that's your purpose. I can 100%. feel it. We can all feel the same way yeah. yeah, the growth house really was like my passion and my purpose. And yeah. it just combined. And I'm like, dang. And that's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. But here's the thing also that I think might be a little controversial to some people. And I took a, I don't think it's a unique path, but I was working my ass off at my job. I wasn't chasing my passion in the beginning. And I think that's totally cool. It depends, like everyone's journey is different, right? But for me, I'm like, I'm still gonna work my ass off at my job, make as much money as I can to have that financial stability and support. So at least I have something while I'm going, while I'm trying to figure out my passion. Right. Cause some people just dive all in and just do their passion. And then they're 35 and still broke. Exactly. Right. Which like, to me, I'm like, you, you never know when you might find the one and have a family and kids. It's almost being selfish, just chasing your passion. So like, yeah, I know it's a lot to juggle, but you know, obviously set yourself up financially as well. Right. Honestly, so. I can speak like personally on this. One of my biggest, what did you call it? It was like not a failure, but it's like a, it is investment learning experience was yeah. I'm okay. I'm a registered nurse and working in the bedside was absolutely awful. It was, I was, a, I was a travel nurse make, making, you know, good money, but like, my heart wasn't in it. And at the same time, like, I'm like, how can I work with something that I don't really even fully believe in? And so I, it was last year at this time, completely quit. I mean, I saved up some money, but I wasn't as financially literate mm -hmm. and completely was like, just diving straight into my passion, which is great. But I had no plan. I was just doing it for, I, I wouldn't say selfish reasons because I was following my purpose and my, and my passion. But at the same time, I wasn't really, being very intentional and smart about really like having and providing that financial backing and that foundation, which has, which led me into like, oh, I, I need money to start my business. And I wasn't making that much money. And that's the thing is about like, you don't focus on, you know, like the quick results of trying to get something fast. Like it is a journey and I wanted to be in the long run. I would never, you know, give up or quit. But that's when I'm like, I need to find something that will supply my purpose and my passion, but then at the same time, still building my business and something that's still in alignment with my values. And that's why I'm in holistic nursing right now, which is amazing, but I have a new appreciation for, for that nine to five job or for something that could be part-time, which can, that's a, that's almost like a fast track to that because you have no leveraging. Money. Exactly, leveraging. And so those of people that are listening who are in the nine to five, and, and I see all this on Instagram all the time where it's like, quit your nine to five, do this. You can do this and so, something so fast where it's like, you know what, take a step back and make Whatever. that right for you. And then make and then you know when it's right. You know when it's time to put the risk and you can plan on that more safely. Yeah, and if you want to jump in like sooner, then it's just like focus on profitability and like just make sure whatever you're doing is like generating some kind of revenue or profits and stuff. Because like revenue is great. A lot of people focus on a revenue a revenue number, yeah. but it's like at the end of the day, are you taking like is it creating profit? And if you're creating profit, then you're becoming more self sustainable. And then if one day you want to jump, you know, both feet into your business, then you can do that as soon as possible. So yeah. it's like, but that's not something I was really focused on at the beginning because I was like. Well, I got to invest a lot into it to kind of get it to where I want it to be first. But it's like, try to still be like really, um, you know, 
you know, when you spend money, like make sure you're going after like what is actually what is this actually going to do? High like, probability. Yeah, what's the high probability? Yeah. yeah, think about probabilities for sure. Definitely. Yeah. What do you what do you guys feel like has been the biggest lie or illusion that you once bought into, but that you're now you're now coming out of or seeing in a different light? I'll go first because what you're what you're talking about reminded me of it. I think is what I was alluding to before. It's just like everybody wants the quick hit. Everybody wants the, the quick fix right now, within 90 days, within 60 days. Um, and I spent so long, man, trying to pack what takes five years into five fucking days or five weeks because that's what I thought I had to do. And that if I couldn't do it, it it must mean that I was was not adequate or not good or not supposed to be working on that thing mm -hmm. when in reality like true expertise i mean we can all speak to this like we're all still in the very beginning stages of what we're building it takes time you know and if you're not willing to put in a decade of work to what you're to what you're on then you're not on the right thing or your head needs to be you need to have a different perspective on it so true but i didn't know that what was your question? Because I have an answer, but I'm not sure if it answers your question. Biggest illusion or lie that you once believed <clears throat> or were told. Okay. But Instagram is fake. Let's just keep it real. Like 99% <laughs> of what you see on Instagram, all these influencers, check receipts. Like, just keep it 100. Like, these people are showing their highlight reels. And that's, I guess, kind of what Instagram is kind of meant to be. Um, Good point. But at the same time, realize that, like realize if they are actually real and they actually have, you know, the success, it's financials, you know, a great body from working out or whatever, they put in work. Like there is no 90 days to, you know, get something that actually will last a long time. Right. Maybe 90 days will get you something that's a temporary fix or a temporary, you know, money, but to actually have longevity and last, like you just talked about Alex Ramosi, he's like, man, I'm planning for, you know, decades in a century. When I look at businesses, I'm not planning for, you know, <laughs> 90 days yeah. so just kind of realize and keep that in the back of your mind that everything that you see on social media is so hard not to compare yourself but but don't like because it's not all real everybody's distorting everybody's extrapolating everybody's using their one outlier their one hero account this yeah. is what you're going to do there's millions of people and you're seeing the like one percent that's deciding to show all the stuff that they got going on and everything so it's like remember that there's billions of people out there and just because there's one guy that's your age that's killing it making you know millions of dollars and everything and stuff doesn't mean that has to be you right now and if you want to set that as a goal like just enjoy like work on the process and have fun with it yeah because you're talking about like everyone says i want to be a millionaire but what about becoming the person that actually can sustain and hold that million dollars and not even dollars but just that person itself you know how much like you know stuff you have to go through to become successful especially for a long time in business. And turn that million into a hundred million. Exactly. That's a skill. 100%. I was on a call with Monique uh, today. She owns Rain Ventures. She's a co-founder. And she was like, man, it's easy to make money, but Jesse keeping it? Oh my gosh, that's a whole different story. I'm just like, that's crazy. This is someone that's, you know, worth millions of dollars. And she's even saying like, to, to keep playing and keep, you know, going up a level, it's a whole new skill set. so. Biggest liar, biggest illusion? Um, I mean, I would just like maybe I told myself this is like just throwing money at something that's gonna it's gonna grow. Um, but like now, if you do like small tests, um, that's the best way to grow because then you can see like what's the right path actually. So 
Um, and, and even if you get it right the first time, you still end up having to make those same mistakes that you would have made before you would have gotten it right in the first place. So it's like, either way, you're probably still going to have to test those out. So if you're going to do it, do it at a small scale. Don't buy a bunch of machinery. So I think that's going to be, you know, and also show your product to your customers, like do events. Like I, I love events because it's like you have a thousand people or whatever, just giving you raw feedback on the product even if your product isn't finished it's like it's not done it's your ugly baby right now or something still show it to people <laughs> you know yeah still show it to people <laughs> even if you got no, that's probably a bad analogy you're better at it you? <laughs> you kind of touched on something though right there you touched on something where it's like you create it and they'll come or you think that it's a great idea so people will come nah. you better market test your you know what your product is, or even for me, I learned a lot from this immersion um, experience that I launched. I was like, bro, I'm not gonna tell anybody, I'm just gonna keep it a secret, and then we're gonna put it out, and we're gonna have thousands of applications. It didn't exactly go that way. And I realized, I probably should have told some people while I created this, like, what do you think? And someone would have the common sense to tell me, Jesse, you're trying to get people to literally move into a house for 21 days who are running a business, and you're gonna give them a month lead time? Like, uh, yeah. no. That's, yeah. no, that's not the habit. So, yeah, definitely market, market tests and target, ask your target audience, like, mm -hmm. what do you think about this? Yeah. It's huge. What's your judgment? So, I'm trying to think. A couple things, couple things come to mind. Um, not necessarily, like, shitting on the grind culture of things, but um, just thinking it's okay to hit, like, hit a wall or it's okay to, uh, you know, want to take a break and reanalyze and uh, yeah, not just go drive, 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 but again, trying to understand your why and kind of drive towards a purpose and um, not having to fear what um, others may think about you um, that may stop you from wanting to post and not want to uh, share your life. So um, not really letting uh, fear of judgment because uh, I bet you most of the time, the people that are following you, they are most likely being supported and uh, not letting that, that voice in your head stop you from um, sharing, you know, your story. So, yeah, that's, that's what it looks like. Well, that's a big one, yeah. yeah. I love it. I think it's funny. People have this, like, man, I got so many haters. Like, you got to change your circle of your environment if you have haters. Like, no one really has haters until you get to a huge level. Like, the level we're starting at right now is where you continue to grind. Like, you don't have haters. It's all in your head. You don't have haters. Yeah, that's something yeah. that's, I think, probably two or three years ago, I was trying to, like, get my friends to understand but they just weren't in the mindset to understand that yet. All right, guys, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna wrap up. Uh, let's do a really quick rapid fire. So I'm gonna come up with three random questions. I want you guys all to just answer with like one sentence max. Okay. One sentence max to each of these questions. Um, what is the biggest, uh, what's the biggest opportunity right now in your market that you are excited about and thinking about more than anything else? The biggest opportunity. The first thing that comes to me is people crave community mm -hmm. and support and deep connections. Right. I don't even know why we, you know, hit it off right away. <laughs> it's like exactly the same. Yeah, same for me. It's the, uh, yeah. Awesome. Sure. Well, the biggest thing that comes to my mind is just Amazon. Amazon? <laughs> 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 uh, I guess it's quick, but people who are, uh, want to tell the story and uh, provide value to others. Mm -hmm. uh, biggest learning that you've had in the last 12 months of your life? Quick questions. You didn't answer that. Uh, <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I needed some more time to think. That's why I said. Based on uh, just uh, uh, 
honestly, like finding your one your one thing and lever using that as a baseline of success with which to compare everything else that comes at you. Because things are gonna come flying at you the more you start to ascend with your finding your one thing. Biggest learning for me was is the becoming of who who is Drew that is an entrepreneur and leader and a business owner. Um, lesson for me, I broke free out of caring what people thought, and content, putting content out there definitely helped me. Once I got over the fear and said, you know, screw it, I'm gonna do it. So I got value I can provide. That opened up a whole new world for me, like mentally. Love it. I'll jump in. Um, uh, biggest learning of the last 12 months, um, release and ride the wave. Don't try to control the boat. Mm. Surround yourself with like-minded people and don't feel like you have to do everything yourself. I'd say the biggest thing um, that I learned the past 12 months is putting God first and taking time to discover yourself. So. Love it. Last question, uh, where can people go to find you and learn more about you and connect with you? At Drew Bailey is my third personal one, and at Empower Enlighten for our women's community here in Phoenix. Uh, at the Jesse Ray, and for Growth House, at underscore the Growth House. Um, just Jaron Lodge on LinkedIn or uh, Jaron L on Instagram. IG JT Visuals Zero uh, on Facebook as well. Awesome. You guys are watching and listening to the Models of Masters uh, podcast. Here are four current and future masters of their craft. We hope you learned something and found a lot of value with the show. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. My book, Content Capitalist, is on sale now. Grab your copy by visiting my website or tapping the link in the episode description. I also just released the online learning portal, which expands on what I share in the book. This includes four hours of edited, captioned video tutorials and trainings, plus dozens of downloadables and templates. Between the book and the e-academy, you're going to be equipped to literally blow your revenue targets out of the water and eviscerate your competition this year, all by putting content at the core. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, comment, and share all the things and hit me up on LinkedIn if you'd like to connect. I am here to serve you and that's it. I will see you in the next episode.